This is the Handyman Business Coach Podcast, episode number one. Roland, you mentioned earlier about the word anti-fragile. Please explain a little bit more about that and how does it apply to a handyman business? I've seen something in the handyman space as really kind of a great definition of what this anti-fragile is, which is, you know what? How do you turn from a blockbuster business model to a Netflix model? By that, I mean, you're not just renting one time every once in a while. How do you get that recurring subscription? You're listening to the Handyman Business Coach Podcast. Even though we may not have the same story, I would guarantee there are specific areas in your handyman business you're struggling with all by yourself like I did for years, and you don't know who to turn to for trusted, proven solutions. Now for the good news, you don't have to struggle alone anymore. My name is Rick E. Patterson, and I'm the Handyman Business Coach. Well, hello, friends. It is Rick Patterson, also known as the Handyman Business Coach. Today, I've got something very, very special. I feel like the little kid underneath the Christmas tree and all the presents that I see, it belongs to me, right? Okay, so this is the way I'm feeling because I've got a special guest with me today. This man in my business is my personal hero. I want you to welcome the co-founder of House Call Pro, Roland Leitenberg. Roland, how are you, sir? Doing good. How are you, Rick? Hey, excellent, excellent. I hope that that didn't embarrass you. I like, <laughs> I like to make my guests feel very warm and welcome, but you know, I might have put out too much butter on that, so please forgive me. That's all right, okay? <laughs> now, I didn't know about this, and I always ask my guests as they come on, tell me a little bit more about you. This guy is an ex-pro gambler. Did I read that right? I used to play a lot of online poker back in the day. It's right after I left high school. Uh, I was the party poker, poker stars craze. So did a lot of that. Made some good money. So did you and, make it uh, into the, the big leagues like with uh, Morris Hawkins? You know? No, no. So I, I, everything I did is online. I could easily play eight tables at any given time. Um, and then at that point, it's very mathematical. So it's just you play a very um, good, tight game, but you've got eight tables. So you can quickly, you know, you can stay entertained, still play the right kind of game. So I did a lot of that. That was in the early early college years and made some money there and decided to uh, buy a yacht and go down to Mexico, go down to Cabo and start a dive shop. So I was kind of halfway through my college career. Decided, you know what? I don't know about this college thing. I want to take a little break. So I bought that, moved down to Cabo, ran a dive shop in Cabo San Lucas for the better part of about three and a half, four years. And at some point there, I decided to close up shop, sell back the business to my business partner at the time and finish school, get that degree, and then uh, move back to the States. So it's kind of a, a shorter version of what of what's your what's your degree in, may I ask? Uh, economics. Economics. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Having raised seven children, okay, I told I told everybody, look, go 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 to school get your business degree in major, okay, business admin, and minor in economics, or flip it either way, and then from that point, go do what else you ever, anything else you want to do. As long yep. as you understand the principles of business and the principles of economics and financing and so on, principles of money, then then you you got a strong base. Would you agree, not agree with that? Yeah, I feel like, you know, what I, what I took away from it was because I was running a business at the same time as finishing up that degree, I feel like it gave me a new 
vision or a sight into why I was making certain decisions or why certain things were happening. Because oftentimes it's very easy to be very involved in what you're doing and you might be just in a rabbit hole. Having that kind of knowledge gives you an extra capability to to take another second look at it uh, from an outside lens, from a macro or a micro kind of basis, which really lets you maybe make some different choices that are a little less uh, emotional, you know, not driven by short-term thinking. And so it, it definitely has helped. But then again, you know, I, I kind of skated through school, honestly. Um, I did the minimum I needed to do to, to get my degree because I was just so focused on building businesses and that was my passion. And, you know, oh, yeah. the degree was just to get a, a piece of paper to, um, you know, satisfy the, the parentals and uh, kind of continue through the rest of my life. I understand about, you know, pleasing our parents, but, you know, at some point we got to please ourselves. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, and so what point. you've done here is that you were so, you said you were so caught up in building businesses. What was that business that you built? Sure. Yeah. Um, wow. I've, I've done many, um, many throughout my lifetime, but at that point in time, um, it was my scuba diving business that I was focusing a lot of time on. So for me, um, water's always been a passion. I grew up swimming and playing water polo. And so water is very, came very naturally to me. And, and it's a service business, which are great, fun businesses to build. And you're dealing with, you know, in this case, not homeowners, but guests and tourists and giving them something which is a luxury good. And how do you sell luxury goods? You know, you don't need to scuba dive. It's a little different than you need a roof to live under, right? Correct. Um, but, but how do you sell that? And how do you build channels? And how do you do those things? So I focused a lot of my energy there. And, and honestly, I learned much more doing that myself. Back then, I was, I was 21, you know, building the business, got up to about 25 people, you know, uh, in my crew, office, dive masters, tour guides, all, all the different moving pieces. Wow. Um, so, you know, at that age, I was negotiating hotel contracts with the biggest hotels down in Cabo. And, you know, you really learn a lot about a lot of different things. And you're kind of forced to, you know, I was playing with my own money um, and, and made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but it, you know, it was a, a very good course um, in education and, and kind of how to build a, build a service business. Obviously, when I came back and I finished school up, I got my degree. I started a consulting business, just helping small businesses do everything but what their primary trade was. So I was helping lawyers, dentists, tutors, actually painting company. And through that, I was able to do the skills that I had learned in Cabo across many. And um, I started working on the fun business model where I said, hey, look, you don't have to pay me anything. This was in 2008 when I graduated. So not an easy time to find a job as a new grad. So I said, hey, look, you know what? I'll work for you for free, Rick. All I ask is whatever increase you're making from this year, from 2008 to 2009 or 2009 to 2010, I'm going to take 20%. So what that means is if I'm not growing your business, you pay me nothing and I work for you completely for free. But if I can grow for you, then we should both share. And I did that across many different businesses and doing quite well. And then I I realized scaling myself was very hard, you know, because it's still a service business. And so when I joined um, Qualcomm, which is a, you know, a little company that makes, you know, IP for, for all these phones you see out there, yes. pretty much every phone's got Qualcomm IP in it. And that's where I actually met my co-founder for House Call Pro. Wow. And um, inevitably we, we all left um, Qualcomm together to go start House Call Pro and, and the rest is kind of history. Well, see, I didn't even know that. And I've been a super fan of yours for, uh, since day one, since I met you. I want to move forward to the one question that I always ask all my guests. And I'm going to ask this of you, uh, Roland. So what's the one character trait you possess that attributes to your success? And then tell me why. 
Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is an interesting thing because there's, there's many things. But if I had to really define it and say, like, what's that one thing? It's being anti-fragile. So if you think about it, you know, what in this world is anti-fragile? And when you ask somebody that, they, they think about, well, you know, it's something that doesn't break. But it's not something that doesn't break because that would be robust or maybe it would be hard or yeah. it would be, you know, strong. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about anti-fragile. So what's something that maybe as it breaks, it becomes even stronger. A good example of this that you can think about is, is a bone. When you break a bone after it starts to heal and it mends itself, the bone is actually stronger than it previously was before. And when you think about what is this like, so Roland, what are you talking about? You being fragile? you broke a lot of bones. Well, I have, but besides the bones that are broken, it's the ability to live amongst and invite randomness into your, into your life, into your business. And by doing that and not trying to be so worried about protecting against the bad, but actually seeing each event as ability to become stronger afterwards or build a better thing or, uh, or learn something new that you didn't have before, um, that allows you to have a, little, a lot more optionality in your life to do things. So I think about really the thing that NF Fragile benefits from is it benefits from randomness, it benefits from uncertainty and this, this variation. And be, because of this, you're able to take more shots on goal you have a you know you have a higher chance of failure every single time you do something but when you hit it's so much bigger so you take a look around and i see a lot of service businesses and they're offering a, like a, a better service than the next one or maybe they're more more timely or maybe they're they're more affordable and you're looking at these small variations and actually in the service business you don't have to be that much better than the next guy to grow at a good rate if you're doing the right things you're automating things you're building reviews but when you're taking chances on brand new business models i've seen something in the handyman space as really kind of great definition of what this anti-fragile is which is you know what how do you turn from a blockbuster business model to a netflix model and by that i mean you're not just renting one time every once in a while how do you get that recurring subscription so now i've seen a couple handyman companies what they do is they call it the honeydew plan. And what they do is they sell it to head of households that are typically female that don't have a husband anymore, um, that need that extra helping hand around the home, but don't have enough stuff to keep someone busy all the time or weren't having someone come out. So what they market is this honeydew plan and they say, look, ma'am, normally I'm $100 an hour to come out, but there's a minimum charge of two hours. So for 200 bucks for me to come out. But, you know, sometimes they've got little things to fix around the home that just need to get done, but they don't warrant $200. So what they do is they say, look, ma'am, rather than paying me that $200, all you need to do is subscribe to my honeydew plan. And for $15 a month, I'll come out to your house twice for an hour. And then, so now you built your model into $15 per month that you're making off this one client and now you start to stack them and you stack them now all of a sudden you've got 200 people paying you that 15 dollars a month you've got three thousand dollars a month coming into your business no matter what at any time and then you've got people now that are calling you saying hey can you come do this small thing can you come do this task now that you've got these people that are asking you for things you can plan and put them on specific dates. They're not just ad hoc requests. Now you have the ability, sure, Rick, I'll get you scheduled in tomorrow or actually I'm gonna be in your area on Friday. Now you have the capability to really optimize that route and you've got recurring revenue coming in the door that you know is always coming every month, whether you go out at all or not. 
and you know that in certain months you're going to have some peaks and valleys, but it allows you to start to scale your business because you know no matter what, you've got that business coming in. So that when I talk about Enterfragile, it's like taking a risk to try something crazy and how would that even work? Like what if the first payment is $15 and they ask you to come out for an hour? A normal person would think, oh my gosh, I'm out $200, you know, or, or I'm out $185. Yes. Why would I do this? What if they cancel? You know, what if they cancel month two? You know, what if, what if, what if? But it's so much better just to do. And then when you see that executing, it starts rolling, it starts snowballing, all of a sudden you built momentum. But it's because you become anti-fragile. You know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but try it. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a new business model that the next guy or gal that's got a service business isn't even thinking about because they're, they're just, you know, doing small chip changes. They're, they're, they're more concerned with like, oh, my gosh, am I going to have enough business for this month or not? Or do I spend dollars on marketing or not? But if you know that you've got recurring revenue coming to your business, you can take care of all that overhead, your personal overhead. You can start to hire people. And once you've got that built out, you can actually build a business model. It's more like Netflix, less like Blockbuster and apply to the home services space. So wow. if you're curious about this, you know, there's, there's a great book on it. Um, Nassim Taleb, you can go, you can go look at it. It's called Anti-Fragile, but it's really, really cool because it talks about everything from like how this affects evolution, culture, corporate survival, economic success, recipes, rise of cities, legal system, bacterial resistance. You know, it's good to get sick. Why is it good to get sick? Because guess what? You start building up immunity, you know? And so it's, it's a really good way to kind of evaluate the things that you're doing on any day-to-day -day kind of process to help you become, you know, more, more, more open to opportunity and randomness. I'll tell you what, guys, you know, this is, a, this is probably, for me personally, this is one of the, the best interviews. Now, we're going to have Roland back on a second interview in a, a later date, but I'm telling you what, the things you, you just heard right now will put you on the map. See, it's all about just changing one thing in our business, not changing, uh, changing a lot. Type fragility also, you know, it, 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 it's, it's taking a risk that if you win, it's a, it's a good win. If you lose, it's, it's, it doesn't wipe you out. See, this is where yep. Roland's uh, gambling comes in, you know? Hopefully he's learned that in that part is like, I'm going to make this big bet, but I'm not going to lose the whole house and I'm not going to have to uh, sell the, uh, the shirt on the back of my back. I want to encourage you. If you are in that place where you're ready to step up and step out, I want to invite you to connect with me. And that, but also if you have a system that's not working for you, for your CRM, we call that our customer relations management system, that's not working for you. If you're still, writing out estimates on a, a piece of a napkin. <laughs> yes, there are some guys still out there just like, uh, let me grab this piece of paper out of, out of the floorboard of my truck. Sorry, ma'am, I know it's got ketchup on it, but it, it'll all be the same. And you're writing out those estimates, you're handing them to this. That is a way, but it's not the best way. Guys, there's a better way. So Roland is the co-founder of House Call Pro. It's a mobile app and it's a desktop app that you could use in your business that like he did with mine and this system did, it turned my business around. We're gonna talk more about that in detail. Roland, uh, thank you for your time. Let me ask you this, if uh, Melissa audience wants to get a hold of you and learn more about House Call Pro app, how can they find you? Sure, there's a couple different ways. Obviously the easiest way is our website. You can go to housecallpro.com. The second way is you can take a look on Facebook. Uh, you can find myself. You can find our wonderful community that we've built, House Call Pro. Um, you can uh, request to join. 
you can take a look at a demo. Typically what we like to do is rather than selling a house, we like to sell a house, but stage it and show you how it would work for your business. And it works different for every business. So we typically have a demo that lasts anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour, however long you need to really show you from a visual standpoint, what it would look like rather than just talking about, Oh yeah, it keeps track of your customers. Oh, it sends on my way text notifications. Oh, it helps you build a recurring subscription revenue for your business. Right? Like we'll actually show you how it works. So, the easiest way to do that is to go take a look at housecallpro.com. You can search us up um, in any way in Google. You'll find us all over the place. And if you personally want to reach out, you know, my email is roland at housecallpro.com. And just make sure you mention, hey, I, I heard about you on, on Rick's podcast. So that way I know exactly where you came from. And I could send over some really cool swag to you and, and send some over to Rick as well. Thank you for that. Already adapted the name Coach Rick. So in in your correspondence and and joining, just tell them that Coach Rick sent you. And that way Roland knows where his advertising is coming from and and what's working best for him, as we all need to do in our marketing. Next uh, episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about anti-fragility. We're going to see how that applies to three of the pillars, which is business development, marketing, and sales. Well, we've run out of time once again. I hope you've enjoyed our time together as much as I have. If you have, please download today's episode and just as importantly, leave your best review and comments of your takeaway. By doing so, I will give you in return a free 15-minute personal phone call to talk about any specific challenges you face in your own handyman business. This is my way of showing gratitude to you, my faithful listening audience and friends. Simply email me directly at rick at thehandymanbusinesscoach.com with your name and phone number, and we'll set a time up together to talk then. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and be the best version of you.